Hey guys, welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So, Mike D's wedding is not this weekend, but next weekend. Mike D is the head writer on the show. If you hear a game, he probably wrote it. Mike, are you nervous? No, not at all. I'm good now. About nothing. About nothing. I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> the wedding, the marriage. I'm ready for. I'm ready for it just to be over with. Hmm, if I were her, would I like to hear that? Oh. No, he doesn't <laughs> want <laughs> them to be over with. He wants no. The... Even the wedding. You ready for the wedding to be over? Yeah, with? Yeah, we've been planning for so long, stressing about things. Just want the day to be done. Maybe be you married. would say, "I can't wait for the day to happen." Okay. Yeah, that's a better way to <laughs> put I it. If I were picking what to say, I would say, "I cannot wait for the day to just get here." Right? Okay, I can't wait for it to just get here. Nice. And go. And go. <laughs> Away. And then go. Yes. <laughs> so there are a couple weddings happening near. There's Mike D's. And then later on, there's mine. And Eddie is the best man. And Eddie got a suit fit. He got your, you got your suit in. It's nice. And it's it is. Perfect. And Eddie sent a picture. He got dressed up and he sent Caitlin and I a little picture of it. And so with that being said, you have a question. Yes. Go ahead. So can I wear that tux to Mike's wedding is my question. Like it's it's perfect. It's like it needs to be worn. I feel like I I should wear it to Mike's wedding. I, I can't. He wants are, to wear that suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's mine. It's I own a tux. it now. It's yeah. not a suit. Uh-huh. Okay. And are you in Mike's wedding? No. Okay. Yeah. No. And but you it, can't but, wear something for my wedding right. in his wedding. I know. My question wasn't even valid because even if you were in Mike's wedding, he would have a tux he would want you to wear. And no, oh. you cannot be considering that. I thought about it because bones. Then the pictures look real nice. You look great. Thank you. But Thank you. for a reason, we wanted you to look great. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get something else. Okay. And he does get to keep the the, the tux. That, that was part of the deal. But, uh, so after the wedding, I can wear it other places, right? That's okay. After you after you debut it in our <laughs> wedding, then you can wear it wherever you want because it is in yours. All right, perfect. But not to Mike D's wedding. Deal. What are you wearing to Mike D's wedding? Oh, uh, my bridesmaid's dress. Oh, nice, yeah. But yeah. you are? For, no, yeah. for Bobby's wedding. Yes. I'm a bridesmaid, You're so. making fun of me now. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I Do don't you know, know yet. Yeah. It, it, Mike, no, what is the, what's the dress? Wear whatever you want. <laughs> he Ooh, just wants to true. get this over with. Yeah, he's just trying to get the day over with <laughs> anyway. yoga clothes. Yoga clothes, fine. <laughs> like, we think at our wedding there will be everything from camouflage to suit and ties. Yeah. And everything in between. Who's wearing the camo? Probably my family coming in. <laughs> Your people. Yeah. From Arkansas, Arkansas Keith shows up in a, <laughs> yeah. with, a, with a duck call and a uh, you know a camouflage jacket. Um, but so, you, what, what would you like me to wear? Just wear like a nice shirt and some slacks. Nothing fancy. N- don't have to wear a suit and tie. No. Oh. You say that like don't even think about it. No. Okay. Okay, got it. Khakis. Got I'll it. probably yeah I'll wear, I'll wear some slacks okay. and a nice shirt. Okay. Right. And I'll wear a jacket though. Okay. I think you deserve a jacket. <laughs> it's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I need some advice on whether it's a good time to ask for a raise. I work in a small office of six. We recently have lost two people. They're having a hard time finding replacements. Now, I've considered leaving a few times earlier because of a very difficult coworker, but I actually enjoy the work. And so, let's go. I've been here seven months. I've gotten consistent, positive feedback from my boss. I like working for him. I don't want to screw him over. Is it rude to ask for a raise? As I know, I am more valuable than ever. What is your advice? Signed, AM. P.S. Thanks for all the positivity you have on the show. I listen to you every day at work. Here's what I'd say. Seven months is not the time to ask for a raise, even if you're killing it. One year is the time to ask for a raise. If you are elevated at a job, if it's like, hey, here's a lot more responsibilities. We're actually making this job 
harder, more prominent, different title, then go, cool, what's the pay raise with this specific position that you're elevating me to? If you're just doing more work because of some situations, but it's the same job, keep on, keep treading water, keep killing it. And at a year, it's like, hey, I would like to do my review. We've been doing this a year. When can we do that and review my performance? And that's when you can find your way in to ask that awkward question of, can I have a raise? But seven months, not the time to do it if you're not actually getting a promotion. Yeah, you need some sort of a Mm -hmm. more official time marker. You just need a marker of some sort. A promotion raise, a promotion uh, rise, or a one-year mark, or, you know, just something instead of going, hey, I'm doing good. Let me get some of that money. (laughs) You know? Yeah, no, that's good. So good for you for hanging in there, for killing it. For getting past a, a, an annoying coworker, for knowing that you're awesome, mm-hmm. yeah, and know your worth, right? Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't know your worth, you ain't gonna get it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't ask for it, you'll never get it. They may not be able to offer it to you right now, but at least you put that on the radar too, or or when you in three months when you hit that year mark. But at least you know you spoke up for yourself. My advice is wait till that year mark, unless you're getting a promotion, then ask then. But that's good, good for you. Thanks for listening to the show. Wish I had better news for you. What would you say, Eddie? I mean, it's always awkward to have that conversation. Even, I mean, even at the year mark, but uh, yeah, you have to have that spot. The random conversation of like, hey, uh, can I have a raise? It's just never good. But always expect a no because that's the, that's the hard part. Well, the thing about the year mark is you don't have to go and say, hey, I'd like to have a raise. You do go, the review. Hey, mm-hmm. I've been here a year. Can we do an official job review on me? Yeah. Like, I'm curious what I do well, what I can do better. And then that actually allows that pivot into, thank you for this. Hey, I would really, I, I could really use a raise. You know, based on how you said I performed, I think I, could, I, I, would, I would use it, and I think I deserve it. There you go. And sometimes not every, whoever manages you may not know exactly what you make depending on who came up with your original pay. It's like I had to do this once in my job before I joined this show. Uh, like this was 16 years ago or so, but I went to my boss and I sat down and had sort of a review and then I asked for a raise. And when I told him what I was making, he was like, oh, wow. Yeah, we definitely need to be bumping you up based on what you're doing. Thanks for telling me. So sometimes it's also just making them aware. They might appreciate that. And then two weeks later, I put in my oh. notice because Bobby <laughs> asked me to join the Bobby Bone and Show. And she took a pay cut to come to the yes, show. Oh, so yeah. that was awkward. <laughs> Wish we had better news for you, but you're doing great. Hang in there. Yeah. That's the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, what do they do if they want to email us? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Well, this is a weird situation. Uh, first of all, it's sad because your dad passed away. Yeah. And you left the show for a bit. Mm-hmm. We hated that for you. I knew your dad. So I want everyone to know that it is sad. But this is a real conversation. But this is an awkward thing that Amy was mentioning to me. And I was like, don't talk about it anymore. Bring it on the air. So explain to the group here what has happened. Well, so my dad wanted to be cremated, which he was. And he was cremated here in Nashville. But he's from Texas. And he'll be, we'll be traveling to Dilly, Texas for the funeral, actually, this weekend. And so there's a lot of conversations surrounding the ashes and what we do. And some family members wanted like to to spread him in their own place or have a piece of him because you can like make jewelry or do different things. And so I have him in this beautiful box. It's an urn, but it's it looks like a box. I don't know yet. Of course, I'm the one in charge of traveling with the ashes to Texas. So (laughs) let's just hope they make it there. But my family was talking about divvying him up. And I just immediately said, no, no, no. 
And then after I sat with it for a little bit, I thought, well, I know my initial reaction was like, that's weird. We can't do that. But it must be a thing and people must do it. And they, some people may want a piece of dad to go sprinkle somewhere else. And I guess if you spread ashes, it's divvying them up. Why can you divvy ashes too? Right. But so then I'm like, well, what do I do? Pack my dad in the box and get a tablespoon and some Ziploc bags. And I, you know, I feel I'm in charge of them. I picked them up. That was hard to do, by the way. Never done anything like that before. So I feel protective of my dad in a box. I would say don't look at it as if it is your dad, but memories of your dad that can be shared there. Same situation with my mom. But did you divvy her up? Yep. You did? What to spread her out. Oh. Um, same thing. Okay. Yeah, you spread it her, yeah, though? in different places. Spread her. Yes. Okay. So, but we had to divvy it. So it's not, but it's, again, this, I know this is a weird situation, it but, is it's, weird, but it's not but like you're putting an arm somewhere. And a, no, and this a, is honestly something others may have gone through or they will go through. And I think it's okay to talk about because it's real. My suggestion is look at it as if you're just putting parts of his memory in different places or with different people. Mm-hmm. That's how I had to look at it. It is weird to go, okay, well, you get some, you get some, you know, we can measure it like they do drugs on TV. <laughs> Kilos. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> But it really is not a big deal. And I would like for you to be open about the fact that you're you're not dividing his body. You're dividing some substance of his memory. All right. I'm not there yet, but I will take in what you're saying. He doesn't all have to stay together. Because he wouldn't if you he wanted to be put in three different places. He wouldn't stay together. He's right. ashes. He's not even together anymore. Yeah. He's ashes. He's, at, he's not together already. Yeah. That is a different way of saying it, which can help me process it. But I'm. I'll think. I'll think this through, and I'm in charge of the box. <laughs> I told my other siblings. You, okay, I'll tell them. Y'all didn't have to come here and pick him up. I'm taking him. I'm traveling. Him. I feel like I'm the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So I'll figure it out. But I think yes. Okay. As someone who has been through this, I I would impair you to go. I'm not dividing up his body parts. Right. I'm dividing up some substance of his memory. Okay. That's all. That helps. Thank you. Do what you feel, but still. I would say open your mind a little. Okay. You feel the same way? Uh, I'm with you, Pones. Okay. No, I'm with you. All right. All right. Mike, do you feel the same way? I do feel Lunchbox the same way. Lunchbox, feel the same way? Yeah, I think it's all right. Let him go. They're already ashes. It's, Not a big deal. It stinks. It's, it's bad, but uh, you got this. Okay, I all got right? all of y'all saying that, so yeah. I'll go with that. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Shania Twain is headed back to Las Vegas. She is bringing her Let's Go Vegas residency back to Zappos Theater in December and February. Tickets go on sale June 1st. More performers were announced for the CMT Music Awards. Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett, Lady A with Carly Pierce and Gabby Barrett, Lauren Elena with John Party, and Carrie Underwood with Need to Breathe, just to name a few. The show airs June 9th at 8, 7 p.m. Central Time. Thomas Rhett describes the collection of songs on Side A of his latest album. Side A was definitely grouped together for a reason. I feel like all of these songs really are representative of that country again theme, that nostalgic vibe of songs that I was playing in my dorm room in college. These are the songs that I wish I'd had the knowledge to write then, but didn't really have the capacity to say what I needed to say. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Whenever you walk into the Kroger on Dixie Highway in Kentucky, there's Terry Rush. Hi, welcome to Kroger. You need a basket? Well, he was cleaning up the other day, and he bends over, finds a piece of trash. Oh, only it was a $1,000 money order. 
And he's like, oh, what do I do? Do I keep it or do I turn it in? And he turned it in, and two hours later, someone called the store and said, hey, I lost a $1,000 money order. Did oh, you wow. find it? And so it got reunited with the proper owner. And did Terry get like a 15% off at Kroger or anything cool? Uh, no, he didn't get anything except for doing his job, and he feels good about doing his job because anybody could have cashed that, that check. That money order is free money. Anyone free can cash that? money. Yeah. Oh. It's not a check. It's a blank check, wow. basically. For a thousand dollars, thousand bucks, he turned it in. Well, what's his name again? Terry what? Terry Rush. Terry Rush. We sal- hey, let's give Terry hey, a applause. Yes, he, yes. he may not have got anything from Kroger, but dang it, we're giving him some hand claps. And the man that the, came back and got it was in tears when he met Rush. Well, he's probably trying to pay something off. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. It is now time for the reemergence of elder versus millennial. Eddie is the oldest at forty-two years oh, old wow, on yeah. the show. That's true. And Morgan, number two, is the youngest at 20... 27. 27. <laughs> she, she keeps getting older. So it's her generation of trivia questions for Eddie and his for Morgan. Let's go. Here we go. Let's meet our competitors. He's a dad of four. He's the Hispanic who don't panic. He's a guy who always smiles, and he's about to have to walk 100 miles. <laughs> it is producer Eddie! <laughs> His opponent, she runs our digital. Her hair is blonde and shiny. One thing about her, she is never, ever whiny. Morgan number two. Right, here we go. Eddie, your three questions are questions that Morgan would know the answer to. Got it. Got it. Let's go. Question number one. What is IYKYK an acronym for? IYKYK? What is IYKYK? An acronym for I Y K Y K I U K Kinda. Ooh. Um. In case you didn't know, that makes no sense no, whatsoever. No, uh, but then no. that is incorrect. I think that's a song. In case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go over to you, Morgan. If you know, you know. That is oh, correct. Wow, I've never heard that. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you know, well, you know. Well, you're a papaw. Oh, there you go. Papaw sometimes don't know these things. <laughs> All right, ready, Eddie? Let's go. What is Ariana Grande's brother's name? Mm. <laughs> she does not have a brother. And he's famous. Oh. He is? <laughs> Just in case you're not familiar with Ariana Grande, here's a clip of her song. What's her brother's name? I got it. Go ahead. Rio Grande. Rio Grande. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Hit heck me. of a river. It ain't a brother, though. <laughs> All right, Morgan? I believe it's Frankie. It's Frankie Grande. That is correct, yes. What does he do? Why is he famous? Influencer, TV guy a little bit. Did a reality show. Yeah. Like, was on carpet stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay, next up, the song Buttons and Don't Ya, which I'll play a couple clips here. Here, first of all, is Buttons from this this group. And here is a clip of the song Don't Ya. They were songs by what 2000s pop group? Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child is absolutely <laughs> wrong. Oh my it's gosh. Not, it's not wrong. No. Wrong. What? Are you oh serious? Yeah. Morgan, Dead serious. We found the music Eddie isn't good at. It's the Pussycat Dolls. That is oh, correct. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Okay. Uh, Morgan, you got all three. You stole all three from Eddie. <laughs> all you have to do is get one of these right and you, you win. Okay. 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 It's now time to. Ask questions about Eddie's generation, things that Eddie will know. 
Morgan, question number one. What video game system introduced a home version of Space Invaders in 1980? Oh, gosh. 1980. I mean, the only... Nintendo is the oldest I go. Maybe... Was it like a GameCube? What video game system introduced a home version of Space Invaders in 1980? I'm just going to stick with Nintendo because that feels good. Nintendo is incorrect. Dang. Eddie, you can steal? Yeah, Bones, that's Atari. Atari is right. Kind of the first game system. (laughs) Next up, Morgan. Ziggy Stardust was an alter ego of what rock star? Oh, oh, uh, uh, David Bowie. What? How did she know that? New Girl. Well, New Girl. They're talking about a New Girl. (laughs) Wow. David Bowie is correct. There's that winner with four points. Wow. Wow. The other question would have been, what wrestling legend had a role in the fantasy movie The Princess and the Bride in 1987? The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. Thank you. Uh, Um... Hulk Hogan? Princess and the Bride. No, no. Would you have known that, Eddie? <laughs> Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. But Morgan is our winner there with the first victory. Wow. Morgan, what do you have to say on the reemergence of Elder versus Millennial? You come out dominating from the beginning? Well, I lost last season, so I had to come out really strong, and I feel really good about this season. So I'm ready to really show Eddie that the Millennials are good at this. All right, there she is. Morgan number two, everybody. Good job, good job. On the phone right now is Matt in South Carolina. Matt, how are you, bud? I'm doing good. Got a good suggestion for uh, Eddie's walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. Yeah. I think you guys should make him think you guys should make him walk on the Appalachian Trail. Well, he can't walk on the interstate. Sure, and the route that I've been looking at is not the interstate. Okay. Mostly country roads, but I feel like I need to be on a road, road, road. Especially with Steve behind me in a car. I mean, I'm not going to take him in in the Appalachian Trail, you know what I'm saying? Can you drive on the Appalachian Trail, Matt? Uh, No, you cannot drive on. Well, there might be some points where you can meet up. It's crazy. If you go on the Appalachian Trail, it spices it up. There's a a chance of a bear attack, snake bite. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This guy's trying to kill me. I'm just trying to walk and do this thing. No, this guy's trying to make a better bit, and I can appreciate (laughs) that. And he's trying to make the show better. (laughs) We could donate more money. Like, if there's a bear encounter, then we, like, pay. Yeah. Bucks, right. Ten yes. bucks for every wild animal encounter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's a video game, guys. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Hey, Matt, have you ever walked the Appalachian Trail? Well, I've, I've never done what they call a through hike. I've done parts of it, but. Well, Eddie will be walking from West Virginia to Tennessee. We raised over forty thousand dollars with the B team, and we'll see if he can make it. Because you, if you die, huh? Then the money doesn't go to charity. <laughs> I think if I die, more money should go to charity. Okay. Hey, thank you, Matt. We don't know the date of that yet. Our goal is, can we get that date next week, Scuba Steve? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll nail it down next week. Yeah. I, I got to make sure that we're all yeah. here. <laughs> I'm not traveling. Okay. No, well, what do we do without Steve? And Excuse me? And me. And Eddie, you'll, we'll be fine without you. will still call in and be on air and whatnot. Okay. Uh, over. Hey, Matt, thank you. I do want to go over. We have a very important interview. We don't want to leave um, high-ranking executives on the phone for too long. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Courtney Monroe. She is the president of National Geographic Global Television. Uh, she is the reason that I have a show that exists that will be on uh, Monday night at 10, 9 central. Uh, Courtney Monroe, everybody. Yes. Hi, everybody. How are you, studio? Hey, we are good. I have a question good. for you. How, yes, Bobby. Tell me about this how this time thing works. 10, 9 central. Does that mean everybody but central gets it at 10 and then only central gets it at 9? Like, this is the most yes. basic question, but I need help here. 
Yes, that is correct. Don't you live in the central time zone, though? But I know we get it at 9, right? So if right. it's but if you're on the East Coast where I live or you're on the West Coast, you get it at 10. I just – because people hit me up from all these time zones. They're like, what time is it on here? And I'm like, you know what? I want to ask somebody who knows. The president – I'm not that person, though. <laughs> okay. So 10, 9 Central. Yes. Monday night on yes. Nat Geo, Breaking Bobby Bones. And let me ask you the first question that people want to know. Why in the world – would you green light a show with me on it? First of all, uh, I'm a huge fan. I've been a huge fan and loyal listener for a long time. So part of this was just a ploy to get to know you, really. That's number one. Number two, you were on Running Wild with Bear Girls. Your listeners, your fans tuned in, became the highest rated episode ever for us that season. And we were like, oh, my gosh, people love him. Let's do a show with Bobby Bones. And the truth of the matter is this show, it is... This show is the embodiment of exactly who you are. It is full of adventure. It is fun. It is full of heart and inspiration. Um, and your viewers are going to love it. And so I knew it was going to be a hit. I knew it was going to be entertaining. I knew you were going to have fun doing it. That's why we greenlit it. Now, the question for me is, did you ever get nervous that I would be physically like really badly injured or die? Because some of the stuff I was doing was pretty nuts. Yes, I did worry about that. I was a little conflicted because on the one hand, the crazier things you do, the, the, you know, the more nutty it is, the better the television, but I really like you and I didn't want you to get hurt. So yes, I was definitely nervous, but I was conflicted because it makes for great entertaining television. The first episode is me hanging over the Grand Canyon and my body is literally trembling. Yeah. It's really terrifying to watch, like terrifying to watch. But you say that in a way that you were happy that I was terrified. I was super happy. <laughs> yes, because this is all about you facing your fear, getting outside your comfort zone, being vulnerable, um, and spending the day with, with people who do this for a living. You know, really inspiring individuals who are willing to take risks. And you go for it. And it's really fun. And yes, seeing you scared is kind of entertaining. <laughs> if for me, I, it brings back all the anxiety that I had while actually doing it. Like, I had trouble sleeping the night before. I get out. I'm, hey, there's, a, there's literally a cliff. And they're like, okay, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, you're going to go out on this rope, and we're going to pull you out. And I'm like, I, don't, I can't do it. And I sat there forever going, guys, I don't know if I can do this. And it just brings back the anxiety that I had. Just, I only watched, like, the first half of it, and then I, then I fast-forwarded <laughs> it to just doing the human part of it because I was so scared. But I think that's what's so great about it because this is not fake made-for-television stuff. All you, all viewers and your fans are going to have to do is see your face, and the fear is real, and the hesitation is real, um, and I think that's what makes the show so compelling is that it's real, and you're willing to be afraid, um, and I think the way you connect with these sort of everyday heroes is really inspiring. And I will say it's so real that at one point when I was watching, you could see me. I didn't trim a nose hair all the way, and you can see it on TV. It's like coming out. I don't have. There's no beauty squad out there, and so I'm nose hair out, real as can be. And I was like, how did I not shave my cut that nose hair before I got out on TV? So I, that's hilarious. I didn't notice the nose hair, but now I'm going to go back. I've watched the episodes many times. I didn't notice the nose hair. Now I'm going to go look for the nose hair. Did you see any of the episodes and go? That one kind of sucked. No. Okay. I mean, I have my favorites. I'm not going to say what they are. I have, I think the, you know, the more afraid you are, the more out of your comfort zone, I think, uh, the better. But I love them all. And I love the people that you meet. And I love all the everyday jobs that you immerse yourselves in. And I think, you know, listeners are going to see themselves in a lot of the people that you meet. 
And I think that's pretty compelling as well. Yeah, come for the action and me looking dopey trying stuff out, but stay for the, the stories of people who fought real adversity and fought their way through. And, and I think if, if you watch an episode and you're, you don't feel inspired, I did not do my job. And so I think you'll, you'll finish the show and go, dang, like I, I love them. And you may feel a little better about yourself too. Feel a little, feel I a little better. I totally yeah. agree. And I also love how you're begging all your listeners. Uh, watch, what do they want? The blood? Urine. <laughs> Urine. <laughs> Listen, I'm not above begging either. So please watch. You will love it. National Geographic Channel. They'll eventually be on Disney+. Plus. No excuse. Lots of places to watch it. People are going to love it. They're going to love you in it, and they're going to love it. There she is. Courtney Monroe, president of National Geographic Global Television and my hero. Uh, Breaking Bobby Bones, 10-9 Central, uh, Memorial Day, Monday, 10-9 Central, Nat Geo. Courtney, thank you. Hopefully thank we will talk so again much. soon. Thanks so much, Bobby. Okay, bye. All right, bye. There she is. Courtney. So I played in a golf tournament yesterday, a pro-am, which I've never done before. And so I played with a guy named Jordan Spieth, who's uh, like the best golfer. Yeah, he went to UT, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Texas, yeah, yeah. Texas, yeah. Yeah, that's then how I know him. played with a pro named Jimmy Walker, and who, who's from, lives in San Antonio. And so it's basically Texas pro golf that's day right. now that I think about it. But we had a really great time. It was at the uh, Charles Schwab Pro-Am, the Charles Schwab uh, shootout. I was really nervous because you get up at the first hole and they're like, now playing. And the, the pros already hit. And I didn't get any time to, like, get warm. There was no – it was it had rained the whole day, so the driving range was flooded. And so no warm swings. And, the, and I had to go first after the, the, the PGA person. They're like, now playing Bobby Bones. And some claps. <laughs> And I don't get nervous a lot, but I don't, I don't play golf a lot, and especially not in front of people, and so I'm a little jittery. And I'm like, oh, my God. Everybody's watching. What? I'm just cringing because, like, yeah, I'm know. picturing Me you, too. like, swinging and missing yeah. or something. That's what I was picturing, be so too. awkward. And so I slowly reared back, and Eddie was my caddy. He oh, dressed yeah. up in the whole <laughs> uniform, full, you know, mm-hmm. apron. It was awesome. And so I reached back slowly, and I can just feel my heart beating in my hands, and I slowly went forward, and I... Connected with the ball and right down the middle. It was beautiful. Just Amy. drilled. Oh, that's awesome! And I was like, "Thank beautiful. you, God!" And so and we had a great time. Basically, I played with the best golfer in the world. He was super nice, super cool. Jordan Spieth. Um, Jimmy was super cool too. There's some pictures up on Instagram, but I gotta thank Charles Schwab. I met Charles Schwab. They told me to call him Chuck. Isn't that cool? That's he a, met the real. He's like Charles 83 Schwab. years old. Oh. Like a billionaire. Is awesome. He dr- he yes. drove up in this truck they're giving away. It's a 75 year old 1946 Power Wagon. And so the winner gets the truck. Oh, that's nice. What happened two years ago is the person that won ended up giving it to the caddy. <gasps> so you'll give it to Eddie? No, if no, no. no. Bobby, no, Bobby didn't win. I didn't. I didn't yeah, oh. we didn't play. It's for this tournament this weekend. Oh, okay. But anyway, I was super nervous. But you can you can watch today through Sunday on the Golf Channel and CBS. And Travis Denning, you can watch, you know, we, he did a whole song. We wrote a song about trucks because of this. I guess he wrote it. I just played it. So that means we wrote it, right? Yeah, good job. But I got a shout out. It was so much fun. And for someone who doesn't do a lot of stuff like that, and I got really nervous, and we had a great time, right? Oh, I've never been to a PGA event like that, and it was unbelievable. Just to be that close to golfers that good, amazing. Yeah. I've been the close to golfers my younger years. Oh, yeah. Tell me when more. I was a kid, I, I, the Legends of Golf was in my neighborhood. And, and Chi-Chi Rodriguez And I met Chi-Chi Rodriguez. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And the rattlesnake came up on one of the holes, and my dad had a trailer out there grilling for all the golfers, and he cooked up and made rattlesnake tacos. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So when do you think it's safe to leave a child alone. I don't have kids, but I'm going to say 
nine years old. Nine? In the house? Yeah. How yeah. long? How long, nine? though? Like to the store oh, or overnight? Question. No, not overnight. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> overnight at nine? I don't know. I, I don't say nine for that. I'm oh. just answering if like to go to the store is what I'm thinking. Yeah, or if you have to like leave the house to go take a smoke. I don't say it on earth. <laughs> well, I bring that up because this woman <laughs> was wanting to use Facebook Live to watch her kids so that she could go outside and smoke. <laughs> and obviously the law varies state to state depending on like what age is appropriate. But then this whole babysitting method of like when FaceTime got really popular or was an option, like and I didn't I wasn't a mom yet, but my sister had four kids. I thought well, this is amazing. My sister could just put me on FaceTime and put it in front of her kids, and I could babysit them that way. But they don't have way. to listen. Right. Yeah. There's then, no hands or arms, or if you're doing something that's dangerous, like, right. don't do that. stop them. You're not there to protect it. I know. It's not ideal, but it's controversial because this woman did do it, and she literally captioned the Facebook comment live thing. Can y'all watch them while I go smoke? <laughs> oh, my God. And people were actually doing it for her. How old were they? The kids? I don't know the age of the kids. Eddie, how old to leave your kids to go to the store? Go to the store, I'd say 11. Oh, and you were a helicopter parent, so nine's about right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. (laughs) What else you got, Amy? Well, salmonella is is a big thing on chickens, and the CDC is having to urge us to stop kissing chickens because there's an outbreak happening. So that's, this is, this is just my warning. It's basically all birds, poultry, Chicken, ducks. Don't kiss our pet chickens. She right. Did it again, too. She got birds in there. Don't the kiss pile. or snuggle the birds. That's true. She fit <laughs> a bird story in without uh-huh, us noticing. Uh-huh. She thought we no, wouldn't notice. Technically, it's about chickens. The chicken's a bird. She got us. But chickens okay. are a bird. But I do see people posting pics on Instagram snuggling with chickens. I've never so seen that in my life. You haven't? No. I, I must follow people with chickens. You must follow a it. bunch of bird weirdos. <laughs> no. All right, what else? Well, Blake Shelton was joking that his wedding to Gwen Stefani would be pretty classless if he was in control because when it came to food, he would just have chicken tenders, french fries, but... Thankfully, he's not in charge. Gwen is doing everything. He said, no, I'm not planning the wedding. He's like, I can't even dress myself. For the voice, he has someone that dresses him. If he's ever going in with Gwen, she dresses him. So he's certainly not going to be involved in the wedding process. And I know you just saw Blake, right, at his album release? Yeah, people were giving me a hard time about Blake being way taller than me. First of all, Blake is 6'5". Blake was in boots. I I wasn't even in shoes. You can tell I'm wearing a cutoff shirt and some shorts. And I had taken my shoes off because we were doing a sound check. And he's probably seven inches taller than me in this he's picture. Huge. He's already huge. And they're like, there's no way you're over six foot. And I'm like, I wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> and he's massive. And he was in cowboy boots. Get off me. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, that was the iHeart album release for Blake, which speaking of iHeart, the awards... The music awards are tonight, tonight and Fox. you can watch yeah. them on Fox. That's 8, 7 Central. So just wanted to throw that reminder in there as well. All right. There you go. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So how old do you think the oldest cast member at, at Disney is? Like at <laughs> Magic Kingdom. I mean, I would assume most of them are between like 18 and 28 yeah. For the most part. Kind of doing their thing, performing for everybody that's rolling through Disney. I'm well, sure they're older, but that's that's what I, I would think. I want to shout out to Alex Stromsky. He's 92 years old. He is a World War II veteran, and he's a cast member in Pinocchio's Village House. 
part of Magic Kingdom, and he loves showing up to work and being a part of families and their memories. And he said he especially enjoys meeting and performing for military families and veterans that come through because he is one. And Disney recently honored him, too, and they did a special sunrise flag ceremony, and they all stood around and saluted him, and it was just really, really cool. Just to be 92, shout out. To be 92 and a veteran, double shout out. But 92, a veteran and working? Yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I was reading a story talking about how men, macho men, alpha males, become way less alpha when immediately when they have a daughter. Like it just sinks in on them that they don't need to be that dude anymore. I was thinking about us here on the show. Scuba Steve now has a little girl, right, Scuba Steve? Yes, I do. She's beautiful. And... And I'll read you this story, and I'd like your feedback. It says, researchers found that men do become more understanding and open to conversation after becoming a girl dad. This also carried over in the workplace. Men in positions of power became significantly more likely to hire a woman if they have a daughter. In the study, the men with daughters were seen as more approachable and better listeners after the birth of a child, especially if it was a daughter. Lunchbox got boys. Eddie got boys. Mm -hmm. Scuba Steve, you've had a little girl. As a male macho dad, what do you think? Well, thank you for calling me macho. I appreciate that first. Yes. Uh, next, uh, I think for me, it's hard for me to understand that just yet because she hasn't gotten to the communication stage of life. But I do see my perspective on the whole world shifting when I think about women in general. So I would say, yes, this study is factual. So you do have a different feeling towards women because you now have a small woman. Oh, totally. Yeah, because now I think about what if this were my daughter in this situation? Right. You know, how should I handle this or how should I approach somebody or just in general, like how do you deal with it? So, yeah, 100%. There you have it. We did our own research here. Easy. They have their research. We have ours. <laughs> done. Research done. Woo! <laughs> Let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. What's the most desired summer body this year? What's the most desired summer body this year? The antibody. The anti. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. You needed antibodies for. Oh, this year. Got it. Get got it. it. Corona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The antibody. Yeah. There you go. Play that again, right? Play that out. Eddie jumped in with it. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there it is. That was the morning corny. This is interesting. On the phone now, Jeff in Illinois. It's the first time he's ever listened to the show. Hey, Jeff, how are you, bud? Good, how are you? Doing pretty good. So what would prompt you to call this show first time you ever listened? Well, uh, what prompted me was the Bear Grylls show with you and your fiance. In a good way or bad way? Oh, great. Okay. Okay, I like that show. And then there were commercials about your upcoming show. I was just thinking, I need to find and listen to him. Uh, I I Googled and uh, found what station you're on in my area. So, yeah, brand new, first time listening today and enjoying it. Well, I don't know if we've ever had this happen wow. before. Yeah. Cool. The first time they've listened, they called. And was it easy for you to get through? Was it just, hello, Bobby Bone Show? Oh, it took a few calls. They're a busy place. But I, the one thing i got to share, I don't want to take up your time because I'm out working, but you are definitely marrying up, Bobby. <laughs> and, how, and I agree, right? But <laughs> after watching that, why would you say I'm marrying up? When she repelled down that and you could tell she was scared and she did it, you got a good one. She, she trusted you. She trusted Bear. It was it was an awesome episode. I well, think she's I think she's going to be amazing for you. And I wish you guys the best. I appreciate that. The thing about her is she checks me all the time. Meaning she's like, well, you're the place of your career now, where everybody's going to be like, 
Let's make sure Bobby's happy. She goes, that ain't my job to make sure you're happy. She's like, it's my job to make sure that we're happy. And sometimes it's putting, checking, putting you in your place. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> That's good, though. It is good. It is good. It keeps me healthy. Hey, uh, Jeff, thank yeah. you for the call. appreciate it. And I hope you you, know. you, you like the show, you know. First day you I ever did. listened. I enjoyed it. All right. And my show comes out, by the way, Thanks. May 31st, 10, 9 Central on Nat Geo. It's called Breaking Bobby Bones, where I'm hanging over the Grand Canyon like a, a little baby. Like, like a tit mouse. Oh, yeah. Right? Mouse. Isn't that what they're called? Yeah. But it's a bird. Cute little bird. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Have a good day, Jeff. You too. Here's a clip that Mike put up of me on the street asking people to watch my show. That We found a, a billboard, like a bus billboard. And we were like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm on a bus billboard in California. So I, st- I was standing at it being like, that's me. <laughs> Will you watch my show? <laughs> that's me right right there. That's right. Please watch May 31st, 10, 9 Central. That's a really cool bike that you have. Thank you. Please watch. I'm yelling at cyclists. And there's a guy that's sitting in the bus stop who sticks his head out. Like, what's happening right now? I was like, that's me, man. Did they care at all? No, he didn't care at all. Yeah, they didn't care. (laughs) Listen to this story. A Southwest flight attendant loses teeth after being assaulted by a passenger. This woman, 28, grew irate when she was told to buckle her seatbelt during a flight from Sacramento to San Diego on Sunday. She was escorted off the plane. The flight attendant, who was not named, was pictured with a bloody face and wheeled off the flight in a wheelchair. Cops charged her with felony battery, causing serious bodily injury, and released on $35,000 bail. So she knocked her in the head. Oh, this, oh, this is not a long flight. Sacramento to San Diego. Like, buckle your seatbelt for a second. <laughs> they, they should. This is what they should do with people that do things like this on airplanes. Throw them in jail. Put a big news story out. Like, this person now is... This is like Middle East type stuff. Put them in jail. They're serving six months. Front page of the news. You just punch someone on an airplane. <laughs> Front and, page. Yeah. And then let's 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 watch out because the people are just absolutely being disrespectful to and physically assaulting flight attendants. Yeah, for pilots. sure. Also, you get like um, throw them in jail. Make an get, example out of them. You get grounded, like literally ground. Like you can't fly. For- it also could be unsafe for everybody else up there. You're mm-hmm. endangering everybody with this. Imagine this fl- flight is in the air. I'm just going to throw up, and this is why I say this is more, it should be handled a little more severe than it is. Imagine this flight's up in the air, and this person punches a flight attendant, and then there's an emergency on the plane, and that flight attendant can't operate because she's missing her teeth, can't think straight, and that's what they're trying to do is help in an emergency. So other people may get hurt because somebody punched a flight attendant in the face. Mm. Six months, I say, in the pen, <laughs> and everybody put it as their lead story. And maybe people will think twice about it. You know? Yeah. You don't sound as passionate about it as I do. You guys are all like, it's all right. Well, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, Bobby's like, and while you're at it, <laughs> chop off her wrist. <laughs> you know, good point. Uh, I just think it's getting out of hand on airplanes. And no. You're, and I mean, you're yeah. risking the lives of other people on the airplanes, too. It's uncalled for. That's why I think, yeah. Over you a should, seat belt. Should not be allowed to fly, like, for a very, very, very long time. Banner from the air. Yeah. She's not oh, allowed wow. to get over five <laughs> okay. feet off the ground for a year. Yeah. They Longer can't even climb a, a ladder. <laughs> yeah. If I catch you on a ladder <laughs> over the third step, you're out of here. Oh. You're going to jail for six months Front page of the news. What a two-story house. Like a, <laughs> You live on the second story? Yeah. Don't go up there. Okay. That's five feet off the ground. Like, we need to really do something about this. You play basketball? No dunking for uh, you. Uh-oh. If you dunk, jail. Six months. <laughs> and I don't think I'm nuts. That's what I'm going to run on. <laughs> all right. All right. Whatever. I see that Facebook and Instagram are giving all users the option to hide their public likes on their posts. 
Heck, I might take mine off there. So we have to go into settings and like do it somehow? As of yesterday, every user can now choose whether people can see the number of likes on his or own, own post and whether or not how many people liked it on Facebook. So that's a thing. Maybe if you go look now, it's up there. Sometimes I read stories and it's not up there yet for me. So, but I, I haven't seen it yet, but I just saw the news come across and I'm going to go and probably turn mine off. They did change that thing on Instagram on how you can, you know, load multiple photos at once. Have y'all noticed the change? Oh, you have to tap on it. Ha- okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Like, All right, I guess it. y'all figured that out. Yeah. I thought for like three days I was the only person who Instagram hadn't updated my thing to where I could add because it was so different. But then I Googled it and I figured it out and I thought I would tell y'all. No, we but didn't. you just have to hold it down. Well, maybe if I didn't know, somebody out there listening didn't know. And if you hold it down, then it'll pop up as options to select more photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go. You can also find that on Google. <laughs> on, uh, on my Instagram, by the way, there's a little cartoon of my life that Nat Geo made. I saw it. It looks so cute. Right? Wasn't yeah. that the, and so mm-hmm. my new show comes out on, on Monday, on Memorial Day, 10, 9 Central, but they did like a little show, a little cartoon, one minute cartoon of my life, and it's me telling my story, and then it's talking about why I want to do this show and why I'm so proud of it. So you can check that out, Mr. Bobby Bones on Instagram. I've got two relationship stories for you. Number one, a mom claims that she discovered her husband of 10 years was cheating after reading a local newspaper birth announcement, celebrating the arrival of his second baby with, quote, some other woman. Ooh. What? Yeah, this TikTok user from Pennsylvania, who, by the way, is 47, so she's not like a 19-year-old. She shared a video in which she alleged her ex-husband had been cheating on her for years with another woman. She learned of his infidelity just days before their 10th wedding anniversary when she opened the newspaper and saw his unusual name. She then went to the hospital to find out more information and discovered that the baby was her husband's second child with another woman. So she went investigating and found out that he had... Dang. Mm-hmm. Newspaper got him. In a follow-up clip, the ER nurse admitted she was very upset... But she took time to get her ducks in a row before confronting him about the affair. They now raised three kids together, ex-husband. She waited for him to get to work the following day, then packed up his belongings, packed up her crap, and then she left. She also tracked down the other woman and says she found her husband's car sitting outside her home when she drove past. She posted 21 videos about the incident, revealing in the final clip that she ended up marrying his friend. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Yeah, this is just a whole... You don't even need Jerry anymore. You just have TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. (laughs) Well, it's a whole situation, but it reminds me a little bit of Scuba Steve Uh and how he found out that his wife was cheating on him back in the day, not not the wife he's with now. No. And he just stayed calm and he collected his evidence. He found some pictures that she had been sending guys. Well, then he told her dad. Then he sent them to her dad. He sent the pictures to her dad. That that part's a little weird. Does anybody think that part's a little weird? <laughs> what do they call it? That's uh, savage. Yeah, that's savage. what that is. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they're not together anymore. But I just remember him finding out and staying cool and calm for like a few days. Right, Scuba Steve? That's how you get your message across. You got to be cool and calm and strike when you need to. <laughs> See a boxer? <laughs> I mean, strike is quite aggressive. There's another story here where... The number of divorces in China dropped more than 70% in the first quarter of this year because now there's a law where they have to have a cooling off period before you can even talk about divorce. Oh, wow. Well, it's like they go file for divorce and then they're like, all right, now you have to wait 30 days and come back to us in 30 days and we'll grant it if you still want it. Hey, that's a good idea. I think some states have that here. I don't. I think it's state by state. There is like a period where you can't just like go make a rash decision. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they give me cooling off periods for this show. Like if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm really irritated about something, 
Maybe you shouldn't get on the air today. <laughs> or maybe you should... Hey, just if you just give us one day and you not talk about that, if you're still upset about it on Tuesday, you can. And then Tuesday comes around and I'm just upset at something else. I've it moved worked. on completely. But I think that's a pretty good law, huh? Yeah. The cooling off period? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's just good advice for anybody when you're making any kind of decision. Like, if you feel as though you could take more time with it, it mm-hmm. can't hurt. Especially a huge decision like that, unless somebody's life is... You know, in danger or something. Right. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Caleb is a junior at Greenwood High School in Midland, Texas, and it's prom time, but he knows the girl that he wants to ask, but he's like, I want to ask Shelby. I just don't know how to do it. Well, he works at Chick-fil-A and he says, you know what? I got a good idea. He goes to the manager, says, hey, guys, Chick-fil-A, can I use the marquee to ask my date to the prom? And they said, absolutely. The marquee (laughs) is yours. So he wrote on there, Shelby, will you be my chick for prom? Because it's Chick-fil-A. get it. So he he grabs Shelby, says, hey, let's get some uh, lunch to Chick-fil-A. He drives by the sign, goes, oh, look at that sign. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I love it. Absolutely. So now they're going to prom. That's cool. That's a fun one. (laughs) Right? I love it. Yeah, that's good. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Over to Whitney in Georgia, who has called us. We always appreciate it when you guys take a second out of your day to call us. Whitney, what's going on? Hey, Bobby Bones, this is Whitney. We just wanted um, your help in wishing our co-worker, Stephanie McDuffie, a happy um, birthday. We've decorated the whole office with Bobby Bones posters. She even got a, a custom Bobby Bones cake. It's awesome. I just posted it on your Facebook for you guys to see. I will go look at it. Is it on our Facebook, the show's Facebook page? It is. It's on the Bobby Bones show Facebook page. Okay, I got to be careful when I go over there. Yeah, maybe just have Morgan show you. Yeah, I don't go over there. I'll have Morgan pull it up and right. show me. Hey, I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, why don't, when I get into break, if you give me her information, like her name and birthday, I will make her a video, and we will send it over to you in the next five minutes, and you can play it at the party or whatever. Awesome. Okay? Sounds perfect. All right, and tell Thank her happy. You. Listen, there are a lot of themes you could have for your birthday, honestly, and the fact that you would make a Bobby Bones theme, that I mean, makes me feel pretty good. That's cool. Because I ain't that cool. <laughs> have so. you ever? Have you ever hosted a Bobby Bones theme birthday party? Hosted one? I have oh, not. that would be awkward. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I show Hosting up. Hey, I'm Bobby. I'm Bobby. Um, well, thank you, Whitney, and we're going to make that video for you. We'll put you on hold to get your info, and you'll have it in the next 10 minutes, okay? Yes. Thank you so much, Bobby. You're welcome. The sacrifice I'm going to make for her is I'm not going to pee during the break. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand here and make this video. Yeah, that's right. I'm risking my bladder. <laughs> but that's what I do for my people. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A couple just welcomed a new baby. They were shocked at his size. Amy Smith and her husband Zach are proud parents of a baby. He was so large he wouldn't even fit on the hospital scale. When they did get the newborn on a suitable scale, he weighed in at an impressive 12 pounds, 9 ounces. He was almost 2 feet tall. Wow, 2 feet. They have like a (laughs) 3-year-old? How long was she pregnant? That's crazy, huh? Eddie, talk to me about your kids when you had your babies. Um, the first one, he was young, he was lighter. He was like average seven pounds or whatever. But mm-hmm. our second one, he was almost 10. Really? Big, big boy. When you think of 12 pounds, nine ounces, basically 13 pounds That's here? humongous. It's he, almost double your first kid. Yeah, because when even the second one came out, they're like, he's big. Wow, this is, this is crazy. This is a big boy. But 12, that's huge. Do you get nervous when that baby comes out if it's not breathing, if it's purple or something? <laughs> yes. The first one. I think, I, would, I think I'm going to throw a fit when it happens. The first one, he was purple for like 30 seconds until he finally spit up, whatever. It was, ooh, that was scary. Uh, speaking of kids, the largest and oldest IQ society known as Mensa has welcomed their newest member. She's only two years old. Her name is Kashi Quest from Los Angeles. She has an IQ of 146. 
The average exactly. I know. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna let you ask that. But the average American IQ is 100. Now I, I'm thinking this too. But go ahead and ask it. Well, I don't know if we're thinking the same thing. But how do I'm wondering how do you test a two year old? Exactly. So what an IQ is? It's potential. It's not really how oh, smart you are. It has a lot to do with that. But it's how smart can you be? Like what is your potential? What how high do we think you can get your IQ up to? And so IQ is not a good indicator of life success. Some of my smartest friends have made the dumbest decisions. IQ is your potential meter. And as you know, everybody doesn't always meet their potential. And some people who don't have a lot of potential actually outscore what they're supposed mm. to do. Um, and so, but first of all, if you don't have a high IQ, don't think that you're not a winner and that you can't prove to be an extremely successful person. But at 17, 18 months, you recognized all the alphabet, numbers, colors, shapes. Then it starts to get nutty because, again, she's only two here. This is her being really smart. She can identify all 50 states by shape and location on the map. Oh, wow. I can't even do that. <laughs> and knows over no 50 sign language symbols. Wow. Despite being on the fast track to reading and other skills, her mom says she's just a toddler who has tantrums. But wow. the fact that she can recognize all the states by shape. That's crazy. Like, I feel confident in that, but still I'm like, oh, I think. Once you get to the Northeast, I'm in trouble. When they're all <laughs> yeah, together. for sure. Isn't that wild, though? Two years old. IQ 146. A lot of people... And we'll just bring this up, are asking about Eddie's walk when he walks from West Virginia down to Tennessee. They're asking, hey, can we walk with Eddie? Oh, that's cool. I mean. We don't have rules on that. We don't own the open road. This could get Forrest Gump stylish. I don't think that a lot of people are going to fly to West Virginia and walk to Tennessee with you. Mm. Because that's a flight. I'm telling you right now, I've had over 10 requests. Hyundai is stepping up too and helping out with Eddie's walk. They're going to, Scuba Steve's going to drive a Hyundai Palisade. Actually, mine. Yeah, yeah. So now, I to, you're driving now, now I have to give it up. <laughs> uh, it's a car I've been driving, and they're going to foot the bill for room because Eddie's going to stay in a hotel. Yes. Uh, if I can get to that town. Gas, night. snacks, souvenirs at all the local oh, shops. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, right now, we have raised $50,440. Wow. Amazing. The goal was $10,000. That's crazy. And it's Eddie's Walk for Charity from West Virginia down to Tennessee. And if that sounds familiar, it's because of this song right here. I'm carrying your love with me, West Virginia down to Tennessee. Scooby Steve, I know you've been trying to figure out a time for Eddie to do this walk. Yeah. We didn't expect it to become the phenomenon that it has. Is it, are we going to try it in, in June? That was my plan was to be in June and before my birthday. Why? Because I want to be home for my birthday with my wife and family. <laughs> it's <Duh>. about scuba. <laughs> and he walked in today and goes, hold my shoe. And he walks up to my desk here. And he takes his shoe off and puts his shoe in my hand. And I'm like, what? He goes, these are my walking shoes for West Virginia, Tennessee. Like, yeah. how, light they, like how light they are. <laughs> well, they were light, right? They're light. Yeah, they're special. Did you Google best walking shoe? I sure did. Oh. Your allergies sound terrible. They get worse every day. I mean, it's, it's, I feel better, but man, I feel like I sound way, be- way worse. Here's a voicemail about your walk. This is from Rich in Tampa Bay. As being former military and doing a lot of land nav and rucking, I know he wants to go over those mountains, but I think that's a bad choice. You always want to take path the least resistance and have smart routes when you go. Then I would have your travel vehicle who's going to be with him meet him at certain checkpoints and just be checking in. He'll thank me later when he does path the least resistance. All right, thanks. Military. Path of least resistance. Don't go walking up yeah. hills and mountains and trails. If you go through the mountain, you're going to meet resistance. Guys, and by I, resistance, you mean death. Bears. Oh, oh, oh my. Who make no, no, <laughs> like a pirate. I just don't think there's another way around, honestly. 
Like, the mountain range is right there, and Tennessee's over there. I'm not going to go all the way around to get to it. What if you get, like, ambushed? By? People living in the mountains. Oh, man, mountain people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just well, saying, it is you, what it you is. don't know. So, Eddie will make the walk. $50,000 from you guys, the B team, made it happen. I, I asked them the other day, I was like, hey, so... Scuba Steve's going to drive behind you every step. And he's like, yeah, every single step is going to be. I was like, the car doesn't go that slow, really. He's going to need to check in with you in places more. And he's like, no, no, he's going to be right there beside me the whole time. He's not leaving me alone. And I asked, I said, why don't you make the walk? It's a hundred mile walk. Why don't you make the walk even quicker? And he goes, well, we can only some days we'll walk seven hours because that's where we can sleep. We can't just keep walking until we get tired. Right? Take a tent. Sleep in the what? Hyundai. No, see, that's crazy. You may need to get one of those hats that's also an umbrella. Because huh? I feel like you're going to be in the sun. For, yeah, she feels like you're going to be in the second hot. row of a Padres game. So why not have that <laughs> little umbrella hat? You know or like a, a cup holder, too? Yes. <laughs> or, and it could have a, a The straw, a the down, beer going yeah, down to your a mouth. a straw to your mouth. Mm-hmm. So that way you're good. Uh, a camelback, are you going to okay. wear that? Maybe. Okay. Here is number two. Hey, Bobby. Hey, I heard that Eddie is going to be doing the great walk. Carrying his love. The real question is, is Eddie going to be sleeping outside on this trip, or how's that going to work? Can't wait to hear uh, his itinerary. I think we just answered that, right? Yeah, back of the truck. Hotels. Uh, if it were me and it were a four-day walk versus a six-day walk with hotels, I'd walk for four days and sleep in the truck. Just get it over with? Just get it over with. Okay. I don't know. I mean, we still have time, right? We still have time to figure Apparently, all this out. Apparently, before Scoob's birthday. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the deadline. That's the deadline. All right, that's the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Got this voicemail last night. Here you go. Morning, studio. My husband and I are sitting here arguing about something, or it's about the bird minute. I think that the intro is Mike D's voice, and he is saying that it is not. So I just need to know if it's Mike D's voice or not. <laughs> I didn't think bye. This, bye. I didn't think this was Mike D's voice. Here, play the bird. I'm, if I listen to it now, I might, but I never thought it was. And now it's time it for is. Amy's yeah. Bird Minute. 100%. Oh, now I hear it, but I never thought it was him either. I didn't know who did it. Mike, that's you, right? Me. Play that again, Ray. And now it's time for Amy's Bird Minute. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. That is good. Good job. Oh, uh, so did I get, does that mean? No. no you already did. You've no, done like nine no, bird no. minutes in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Over to Tom in North Carolina. Tom, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on, man? Hey, not too much. I had a suggestion uh, that I thought about while I was listening to you guys this morning. Go ahead. I think that Eddie should have you, all you guys sign his shoes that he bought for this walk and then auction it off after he's done with the walk. <laughs> I mean, that's if people want that, Here, that'd be cool. Let me, here's the thing. And, Tom, <laughs> I appreciate that. First of all, I don't think any, anyone's going to want Eddie's disgusting shoes. You don't know that. Uh, you're right. I don't. <laughs> but also... I think people think if we sign something, it's worth something. Yeah, that's weird. It ain't. I mean, I sign stuff. Nobody gives a crap about it. <laughs> oh, occasionally we'll sign a Pim and Joy hat, and it'll sell for like $5 more Fair. than like the original. $5, <laughs> okay. But well, I think I there know. is this expectation that if we sign something, people want to spend more money on it. They don't. <laughs> like nobody cares. And maybe they will. Maybe this will be such a special moment. Yeah. And maybe there's something to it. I think Tom may be on to something. Yeah. Maybe we create something special sign it, I don't know, Okay. and get it to somebody. But you don't like the shoe idea. It's just, it's disgusting, and I don't think our signatures add anything to it, honestly. (laughs) But I do like Tom's idea of maybe there is something here that we can give to someone. You know? Mm -hmm. You with me? Uh, Let's go over to Jenny in Arkansas. Jenny, thank you for calling the show. What's happening? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. 
Um, so I was thinking about any long walk or a marathon having a really cool playlist. I think that Scuba Steve needs to drive behind and Blair um, carrying your love with me oh. nonstop on loop the entire time. That's, so that's like, like torture. That's how they torture people. Yeah. I mean, even this, even a great song yeah. over and over. I again. love that song, and I, I think that can't be done. I said we do it in Eddie's earphones, though his, his no. AirPods. <laughs> I go crazy. Well, that'd be cool too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If, That's a good idea, you though. Could make like a really cool playlist and publish it. I mean, kind of like a glorified Friday morning dance party. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Well, I think, I think the playlist is carrying your love with me for five, six days. Should we yeah. autograph it too? <laughs> yeah, NFT style. <laughs> I yes. was thinking your clothes or like your shirt, what? like depending on you could those can be washed. <laughs> they can be washed. Okay, what? why is that? Maybe. I don't want to. Clothes that he's walked in for four days. But then it goes in the washing machine. Okay, uh, maybe, maybe so. No maybe boy. so. Okay, uh, Jenny, thank you, Tom, thank you. Both of those calls were, were fantastic. I have a couple things I want to do. Do you want me to address uh, address a mild controversy about an article that was out about me, or do you want to do a really cool segment about Brooks and Dunn? Controversy. Are you sure? Amy? Uh, yeah, controversy. Okay. So there was an article that came out. Oh, was that Mike? Us? Or people? What is it? Us, Us weekly? weekly? There's just been some miscommunication, I think. And so I'll read you the article here, and I'll be really quick about this, because I'm doing a lot of press for Breaking Bobby Bones. It comes out Monday, 10, 9 Central, Nat Geo. In a recent interview, they write, One Dancing with the Stars winner admitted he didn't deserve to win because of his dancing, but Bobby Bones thinks he found a creative way to win and could coach others to do the same. In a recent interview, Bobby Bones admitted he was, quote, one of the worst dancers, but thinks that viewers strongly identified with him. I'm on to, I'm in. That's me. I don't think I was the best dancer. I think we as a team won that show. I said, listen, I was one of the worst dancers, right? I used the power of the people. What they've done is they've eliminated that now. And I talked about how they changed the rules to, to stop that. And then they went in. They say, in the same interview, he revealed he was in talks to replace Bergeron and Aaron Andrews when the show fired them last year. That is not what happened. They were talking to me as, as if Tom was going to retire at some point. So, And I said that on this show even way before that happened. I was like, yeah, if Tom decides he doesn't want to do it anymore, we've had conversations about that. I had nothing to do with them getting fired. I was not sitting there as someone was about to get fired going, all right, here. Knew nothing about it. Didn't know they were getting cut. But it was when they were, and I was like, wow. I had no idea. And they hired Tyra. But it was never, all right, I'm going to sit here and wait. Yeah, not at all. Because I had even, I had talked about that openly before. I was like, yeah, if if he decides to ever step down, like I think they're going to come to me based on the conversations we've had. Anyway, Mm. that article, not exactly right. Thank so, you. yeah, so you're setting, setting the record straight. Setting the straight. record straight, a record nobody even cares about, but I'm just setting it straight. <laughs> um, it is Throwback Thursday. Here you go. Bum, bum, bum. Bobby Bones Show. Throwback Thursday. You know I love the 90s. You know I love Brooks and Dunn. It's my thing. If I were to ask you what's the longest running number one of Brooks and Dunn of their entire career? I mean, in my mind... In my head, it would be Neon Moon. Like, but it, maybe it's Boot Scootin' Boogie. It's Eddie? Boot Scootin'. It's neither one of those, actually. Oh. Neon Moon and Brand New Man both were two-week number ones. Here's a clip of Neon Moon for you living in a cave. I spend most every night beneath the light of a neon moon. Brand New Man, also, here you go, number five. Oh, I saw the light I've been... At number four, how long gone for three weeks? How long 
gone, are you gone be? Amy likes that song. I, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard it in forever. Listen, I, let's be honest. That's no Neon Moon. No. That's no brand new man. Like, no what, way. What? What? It's, it's fine. Was it's, it's it up good. against some real birds? You mean some really bad, trash really bad? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good song, but when you think of Brooks and Dunn's catalog. No way. Yeah. yeah. I'm not at Brooks and Dunn singing, saying, like, play How Long Non Gone. What's it called? <laughs> You're at a Brooks and Dunn show. <laughs> play How Long Gone, dang it. Where is it? <laughs> no, I'm not. But, I mean, uh, it is good. At number three, for four weeks, Boot Scoot and Boogie. There you go. Oh, no, see, no. Come on, baby, let's go, Boots. At number two, Mamarie. Oh, yeah. Five weeks. That's okay, wow, that's, that's fair. But what song am I forgetting? I- it was a six-week number one. Six weeks? Mm-hmm. Has that ever happened since then? Six um, weeks, number one in the Billboard Country Charts. What Brooks and Dunn song was it? What are you forgetting? Uh, I need. We, how about a hint? No. Nope. The hint is it's. You know it, but I wouldn't think it would be as big as these other ones. Mm-mm. Because I think Amy's right about something. Sometimes songs come out, it's up against other songs, and you're like, "Well, we like this one the best of all those." So there you go. Um, but ain't nothing about you, which is a good, really good song. The way you look, the way oh, you yeah. laugh, the way you love with all you have. There ain't that was, was number one for six, six weeks. weeks? Wow. I, know. I don't. I, we all know Neon Moon's the greatest Brooks and Dunn song ever, right? Yes. yes. Or oh wow, we're gonna. Well, I mean, I Neon's great. Uh, it's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I guessed it, not because I thought it really was number one. I just had to go with what I would pick. Neon Moon's at number one. Probably My Maria's at number two. Yep. Before Bootscootin? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bootscootin is like the introduction. <laughs> Like music video, learning the dance. Yeah. Um, and my Maria intro though, it's so that good. That's good. Uh, and then brand new man's probably number three. Yeah. I saw the light. I've been baptized. Oh, what about Red Dirt Road? How did I not even make the list? Oh, oh that's yeah. Good. Maybe one of the greatest country songs of all time. Yeah. That red dirt. Hey, wonder how they feel about that. You think they were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the song is still number one. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not that great. I mean, it's good, but you know what I mean. Compared, uh, to, compared to some other to the ones. Classics, yeah. yeah. Uh, six weeks. There you go. Nothing about you. Don't forget tonight, the iHeartRadio Music Awards on Fox. I'll be watching. Yeah. What time? That's at... Uh, uh, a nine eight central, eight seven central. Who's, why you talked about it in your pile this morning. I know, oh, but boy. I have so many things in my head when it comes to times. Eight seven central. Scuba, is that right? Yeah, eight seven central. Boom. Is the correct time. All right, there you go. Thank you. I thought you would have that. Yeah, Fox eight seven central. Well, now you got it. <laughs> There's also a red carpet beforehand on iHeart. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm doing yes. tonight yes. from Nashville, YouTube, and the Facebook page for iHeart. There you go. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's play this game here. This is all... Oh, I have the game here, so I can't play. I was going to play, but, oh, now, but yes. now I actually have the, the page in front of me. I'll play you the vocals from the first line of a famous TV theme song. Just name the TV show. Okay, this is all about... Basically, Friends is coming out, the reunion today on HBO Max. Here you go. Name this TV show. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Can you name that one right there? It's all you get. Pretty easy one. One more time. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. It's pretty cool to hear that with no music yeah, behind it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Amy. 
Fresh Prince. Lunchbox. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Eddie? Give me Fresh Prince. That's correct. This is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. All right, number two. See if you can name this 90s TV show. No one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke. Your love life's DOA. Those tight harmonies. DOA, I didn't realize it said that. You did? Dead on arrival. Yeah, Uh that's cool. Amy? Friends. Yeah. Lunchbox? Friends. Eddie? Friends. Okay. Next one, name this 90s show. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV. That's pretty cool. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV. A lot of reverb on that. Amy? Full House. Lunchbox? Family Matters. Oh. Eddie? Full House. Full House is right. Whatever happened to predictability. All right, everybody's still in. We're just going to roll them all here. See if you can name this one. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. By the way, same singer. Almost sounds identical. Mm -hmm. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love condition. Amy? Family Matters. Lunch? Family Matters. Eddie? Family Matters. All right, next one. See if you can name this. Hanging out down the street. (laughs) <laughs> That's cool. The same old thing. We did last week. Can you name that one, Amy? Oh. <sighs> I, I can't. Lunchbox? That 70s show. Eddie? That 70s show. That's correct. Oh. Two left. Eddie's got a one, one point lead Let's here. Let's go. All right, next one. I didn't know it said that. What, what did she say? I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I want to know right now what it will be. Oh. Like a I, fortune teller. I just went like this. I don't want to wait. I'm going to do this. <laughs> just do the rest, yeah? Uh, Amy. Uh, Dawson's Creek. Lunchbox. Dawson's Creek. Eddie. Dawson's Creek. That is correct. Who is that? That is... Sarah McLaughlin? Uh... I shouldn't have asked. My bad. Hold on. Because she had her... I, uh, let's see here. Uh, Polly Cole. Oh, wow. Okay. Polly Cole. She also sang, Where have all the cowboys oh, okay. gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and finally... Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. That's all we get? Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Ooh, Think about that. One more time. Can you hear it one more time? Yeah, one more time. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Do you not know it, Eddie? No. Oh, Ooh, go with him first because he's in the lead. Ooh. Because I think I know it. Well, Amy, you're first. How? Oh, Frasier. Lunchbox? It's Frasier. Eddie, for the win, what do you have? 
How I Met Your Mother. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, and that's actually Kelsey Grammer singing that. Oh, yeah. dang. And I have no more, so it's just oh. a tie. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. We, we make out or something? What do we do? No, oh, kiss yeah. our okay. sister. Everybody go home and kiss your sister. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What I feel like, well, I don't know, Eddie. I feel like that's what you call a choke. What? He only missed one. Come I on. know, but he missed the last one that was going to win it for him. Choking. That's not I don't choking? know if that's choking. No, I don't think that's choking. I don't oh. think that was a choke at all. He just, missed, he just missed one. Choking yeah. would be... But like you're so close to winning and then you ruin it. That's called losing. What's choking? <laughs> choking is if you don't perform up to your normal level because the stakes are higher. I don't. I just think he didn't know it regardless. That's it. Oh. It's like somebody who makes a lot of free throws and then he misses a free throw because everybody's cheering around him. Eddie does win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. He does. I don't think he choked. Thank you, man. But you didn't win. No. <laughs> right. Settle for a tie. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Sacramento, California. A man was like, man, I really want a sailboat. So he went down to the dock, stole a sailboat. Police are chasing him, and he's going, going, gets it stuck underneath the bridge. (laughs) Oh, the boat gets hung up. Yeah, he's trying to get away, and he doesn't realize how tall it is, tries to go under a bridge, gets stuck, gets arrested. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. My goal today is to watch that Friends reunion. Oh, yeah. The thing is, Caitlin doesn't like Friends. Mm, That's a shame. She will watch a little bit of it if it's on Nick at Night, and I'm like, oh, I love this episode. But I say that about every episode. (laughs) And she's like, but she didn't really watch Friends, so she didn't get, she doesn't really get what it meant at that time. She's like, the show's not that funny. Oh, that's so weird. I know. It's so funny. (laughs) So I got to find a time to watch that on my own. But I'm going to watch that. Did you watch that Oprah Winfrey, Prince Harry show? I've started it. Yeah, the one on mental health. It's really good. So far. I'm only like two or three episodes in, so. And it's called, like, I'm the one that you can't see or something? You can't yeah, see me? Yeah, like, yeah, the part of me you can't see, yeah. something like that. But it's like, yeah, it's, again, that thing we talk about where you never know what's going on with someone. And during one of their conversations, I don't know if Prince Harry said it or Oprah, but they were like, instead of asking people, you know, like, what's wrong with you? You know how we do, like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with people? No, we don't do what's wrong with you. That will be a mean segment. We oh, talk yeah. about some crazy people in the news. We go, what's yeah. wrong with people? What's wrong with people? Yeah, and we all repeat after you. Well, it's like, hey, maybe you should ask, like, hey, what what happened to you? You know? Ooh, that sounds worse. Oh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Not- like, if you walked in, Amy, and I went, Amy, what happened to you? <laughs> Not like that. Not like that, in a more caring, inquisitive way. Like, hey, I'm, tr- I'm trying to dig a little deeper here. Like, what's going on? What really happened? <laughs> I think it's if you're I don't in know, a man. I don't feel good. That can't be the right way they're saying to do it. I, I don't think it's like to strangers on the street, guys. <laughs> I would be, if you came in and I could tell something was up, mm-hmm. I would be like, You can say it like today. I said, Hey, are you frantic? Uh huh. Because you came running in. Well, because the scared I was going to be late. Yeah, but you. But I've I'd been here for five minutes. I know, I know. Oh, okay. Eddie told me he's like Amy's outside. She'll be in a second. Okay. And I was like, cool. And you came in here, and I'm like, hey, are you frantic? And you went, no. And you started immediately. And I was like, all right. Just, yeah. I was gonna give you some deep breaths. Mm, okay. Jeez. Uh, well, it's, it's called the me you can't see. There you go. Watch it for yourself. Prince Harry and Oprah. I, I don't care. I don't care about either one of them really. Really. And I'm, I don't care about Prince Harry. Okay. I don't really care about Oprah anymore. Well, Lady Gaga does a thing in there. Talking Lady who? <laughs> Lady Gaga. Don't care yeah. about her either? Not really. I'm kind of worried. Wow. I was fascinated by some of her I, story. I bet it's pretty good. But right now, I'm about oprah out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Probably because the whole Prince Harry and Meghan Markle special. That I was like, all right. Obviously, you guys had this all set up. Like, you, to lead you're, into you, their show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your friends. And, and I get it. But I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I think I'll tap out on some Ope for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fr- what's it called? The me you can't see. 
watch me now. Get Oprah's like, hey, I'd like to do an interview. And then they find this clip. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? We've changed our mind. Breaking- I love Oprah, by the way. <laughs> Play this clip. Don't forget, Monday night, watch Breaking Bobby Bones, please. All right, Monday night, 10, 9 central. It's my new show. It's my only show. All right, bye, friends. Come on, get your Bobby Bones on. 